Life um, with Mag Dillon. Hello, Mag Dillon. <laughs> so can you guys introduce yourself and tell me why you're on the podcast? Oh, I'm Suzanne. I'm the vocalist. I'm on the podcast because I met you at a show. And it was super <laughs> cool to chat with you. You said, hey, do you want to do this podcast? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to have you guys here. Oh, I'm um, Bruce. You're Bruce, sir. <laughs> I'm Adam. I play the drums. Okay. <laughs> He's like our All social right. media king. <laughs> All right. So, how long has Magdalene been a band? Officially, it would be March of 2018. So, about okay. almost four and a half years. So, okay. four years and like three months. All right. Um, is everyone, um, how many members do you have with your band? Four. Four. So um, has it been just you guys from the beginning or no? Okay. (laughs) You want to, yeah. Growing pains in the, like we had, so all of our members we love that we've had. And um, just, you know, as we evolve and as things change and everybody's life, you know, it changes. So I just, Mm -hmm. you know, some members come in and some members go. Yeah. I can see that, um, especially when you guys are like working together. Um, sometimes some people just don't fit and other times some people do fit and there's like nothing wrong with that. I mean, times are changing. So like, yeah. you know, you got to adapt to the time. So would you think it's easier to record music now than it was maybe 10 to 15 years ago? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. <laughs> when we recorded the last yeah. time, we didn't use a bass player. Yeah. We didn't use a drummer. Like we just had our members actually stand over and digitally put their parts in. Yeah. So they actually, they got to say what they wanted. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen the process before. Yeah. It's insane how you guys can just like basically copy and paste some intros into a track and get it going. Um, (laughs) It is amazing. The guy that does our sound, man, he's the genius whiz of that. Yeah. I've learned a lot from him. Because I'm from the analog. Yeah. Yeah, um, Mm-hmm. So since um, you've had more experience, Brucifer, can we talk about having uh, Ronnie Radcliffe living uh, living with you? Can we talk about that? Actually, <laughs> did I say he lived with me? Like he stayed with me a couple times. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I'm sorry. He stayed with you. How, how was that experience? Oh, I mean, he was a kid. Yeah. I mean, he was just a kid. He was just a, I mean, he was a rock star. I mean, yeah. immediately. Like, you know, 19 year old kid. Yeah. I, he shared a band room with us too. Yeah. Like uh, he, it was like uh, us, and then one of the guys from Crazy Town. He died. He passed away. His name was Rust Epic. Uh, guy named Matt Demond. He was mm-hmm. he was a porn king. And it was the guy that was the guitar player for Cold was in the band room. Like it was a big band room in Vegas. Oh wow! So they started out as Escape the Fate, obviously, and then I had a Halloween party one night, and. Ronnie would come over to our house anyway, like, and just hang out with us. I had a couple of roommates, mm-hmm. Natalie and Talia, and, I mean, they would come over, you know, he would just come over and hang out, and then he would stay over. But then we had a Halloween party one night, and we decided to have them play, and it was madness. Yeah. <laughs> that was Escape the Fates pretty much. I don't know if it was their debut, but it was yeah. big. It was where Michael found them, uh, Elvis Basquette, the guy that produced them. Yeah. So when he found them, man, he was like, dude, that guy right there is a rock star. And yeah, from that point forward, I watched his career just go. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And then he went away, you know, and then I went away. 
into wherever I went. And so I haven't really seen him. I haven't talked to him. I haven't gotten the chance to look at him and go, hey, what's up, man? Like, I don't even think he realizes that I'm in the music scene still. You know, yeah. because the band I was in was like, I don't know, older than him. So he probably thinks, hey, you know, that that's just gone. <laughs> Great uh, guy. With uh, since um, Falling Reverse hasn't released anything uh, since uh, 2017. Um, do you guys uh, feel comfortable doing singles or, you know, is that better than doing an EP and an album? So my question to that would be why just Ronnie Radke on that? That's exactly like it's just um, based on someone, you know, because they've made it to like the scene and they've gotten out there pretty big um, and a lot of people know them. So I was, you know relatable content and okay. you know and you 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 know you knew that person you saw that person and you met that person and that person also hasn't re released music in a while um well, so we I mean, don't yeah it's it's gotta be you know that's tough to say that ronnie yeah. would have to answer that question because i mean yeah, like i said when he was younger like he was fire he was on fire yeah. i mean well, it's also when it comes down to that, it's actually the anticipation. It's like mm -hmm. Shinedown, for example. Shinedown kept releasing singles yeah. up until the full debut of the album. So yeah. it's the anticipation and actually dragging people in be like, hey, we have a song this month. And then it's kind of like what we just did. Mm -hmm. We released Lost My Zen. Now Warning came out a month later. Yeah. And now you drive up that anticipation be like, oh, my God, what are these guys going to bring out next? And then once, you know, maybe there's three or four songs left of yeah. the album. Yeah. That's when you drop the full album because then now they're like there it is finally i got my hands on it and so it's like nowadays the anticipation of, of all those singles being released mm -hmm. makes you want more yeah and, you know keep listening that's what i feel like a lot of um people don't seem to understand like social media nowadays is if people aren't paying attention to it, it's not going to be talked about or like noticed. So oh, I feel like giving someone something being like, oh, they have something else coming out with also keeps them entertained. Like even when I'm on social media, I'm like, I can't just post everything at once. You know, if I did that, then I would lose viewers like maybe next month, you know, because I'm doing the same thing. So it's good to like, I guess, experience different like things in the music world and by taking it slow to step by step um and like what would you recommend like to other bands younger bands that are trying to make it out there well um actually i would ask them the question yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying like this is yeah. this whole thing with singles is new for me because yeah. you know, what i grew up in was you made a record yeah you know you made you took your whole story and you made it a story so now we're actually doing kind of the same thing, but there's no reason to go in and spend so much money on making a whole record because you're taking yeah. three weeks, a month out of your, your life to make a record when you can just go do it in three days. I'm going to go get three singles done here. Then I'm going to yeah. go back. Here. It's just kind of, kind of like getting a tattoo. <clears throat> like you're going to yeah. go in and get your session done. And then you have three more pieces of ink to show off, mm -hmm. I guess. So that's why we're doing singles the way we're doing it. I mean, we could put a record together, but we're not going to. Yeah, but what would we recommend for a younger band? Uh, well, you kind of have to think as far as pushing your music the old way mm -hmm. as well as the new way. You can't just sit behind your keyboard or sit behind your phone and push your band because it's only going to reach so much. 
You know, there's algorithms, there's there's brick walls that you are going to oh, hit yeah. that, that people, if you don't do it properly, it's still not going to get pushed right. So guess what? Go to your local shows, support your other local bands, tell them about your band. Yes. Or I mean, even, even if it's not a venue that's according to your genre, go into a country <laughs> bar, tell people about your band. Because a lot of times nowadays, a lot of people listen to more than just one genre and they're very okay with it. They'd be like, hey, I got a hard rock group. It's like, you know, you know, but you keep going out and still pushing the old style with the new style. You know, and the thing is, is you also have to be, you have to be able to reproduce it. Yes. Putting music together in the studio these days, you can do freaking anything. Like you can go and do quadruplets on the drums. And then somebody goes and sees the band after listening to the recording, go, damn, what the hell happened? You know what I'm saying? Like you can get away with a lot on recording these days, but you got to be able to reproduce it because if you, if you have a mega hit and you can't reproduce it, you know, they're going to come watch you and that shit's memorable. Um, so when we have, um, like you're saying that you have to keep producing that, that same sound. Um, I have noticed like, um, bands will have like a, f a huge following on social media, but if you go to one of their shows and you don't, you never see that social media there. Um, so how would you like, how would you, based on your opinion, how would you like go about that? Having the social media and the fans actually showing up. That's um, yeah, that's me. So I am a big connector, you know what I mean? And so is Adam. Like, we're, we're super into making sure that we're with the fans and we're talking with the fans. We're talking to people who do the music. Yeah. Um, our fourth member just walked in the door. Okay. <laughs> saying how all four of us, isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's but, um, great. <laughs> so, and a lot of the times you will see it on social media. Like, there's some bands where you'll see they have, like, a lot a lot of streams on their videos but only a hundred people actually like the video meanwhile you know what i mean and then yeah. so that's questionable it's like how did they get all those views if there's not that many people um, interacting so so a long time ago when we first started someone told me about how we should make sure try to tip so you can get less in here um so that um to make sure that we actually have really good engagement ratio so we may not have the most amount of likes on our Instagram, but you know what? If you look at the amount of people that respond to our posts on our Instagram, it's a really good percentage. And that's the thing they're looking for is at least 30% engagement. 30% of your fans should be like engaging with some of your posts. Yes. And, and that's what we really are very passionate about is making sure that we're talking to the people too. That's why we post the pictures like, hey, Captain this. Um, because they're funny and I, I always feel kind of bad whenever I do something like that because I don't want to hurt the photographer's feelings but yeah. I think that, that you know sometimes you just capture us in like a really funny moment anyway sorry long-winded answer sorry I do that I yeah, jump in a lot of them. you guys are good yeah. um <laughs> I liked it um since we're still talking to you how um do you feel being a very strong female vocalist in a male-dominated scene I don't even care <laughs> is that is that can i even say that like i mean i am so non um i i just don't really think about it yeah. does that make sense yeah, yeah. I just feel like, um, I don't know, maybe because sometimes, you know, I'll come out there and I'm like talking to all these bands and they're like, they're questioning me like, why are you doing this? What are you like? 
why are you in a scene like this? And I'm like, because one, I like the music and two, I want to do something for the community. Like yes. I'm out here like doing what I need to do, even though it's a male dominant genre, like a lot of women aren't really in it. And I like, I want more women, you know, I want more feminine energy. Like women rock stars is what we need. <laughs> What? What? I disagree. Why? Oh, no. <laughs> it is not a male. Okay. It is male dominated. Yes. Yeah, but you know what the males can't do? They can only pour out their hearts so much because they got to keep the fucking pool thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Most of them do. Females, they can go there and cry. It don't matter. They're females. They can do yeah. whatever they want and they have the biggest emotion and the biggest hearts. I mean, I feel like that's true, but like at the same time, men deserve, you know, good men are allowed to show emotions too. They the they're allowed to show yes. whatever they want, you know, mental health, especially for men, is very important. No one talks <laughs> about that either. Everyone's mental health is very important. Yeah, and absolutely. like I feel like it's great that you guys, you know, are working together without, you know, the stigma. And I think that's very important. And it shows a lot of like to other girls, you know? Yes. Like girls want to be just like you. So um, for me, the, one of the most important things about being, so I don't really consider, I don't really think about it being around all the men. What I think about is lifting up all the women. Yes. Right? So if, yes. if you notice, because you, you've got to share with me, I will go out there, especially yes. if there's kids. If there are young, if there are young girls out there, I will try to make sure that I talk to every yes. single young person at that show to make sure that they feel welcome and that they feel like, oh, okay, that there's community here. Um, and there's, so there's another couple of female artists that I've really bonded with over like the last year or whatever. And there's a couple of them that I chit-chat with and I just started talking and everybody had told me, I blew her talk so they're like, oh my God, you haven't met Vindy from Dying Oath? And I'm like, no, I haven't met Vindy from Dying Oath. I want to meet her. Um, but we started talking because we were going to do a show together and yeah. she is the same way. She's just so... Um, about building a positive community, and so is Amanda, who is in your Richmond in our in the RVA community. Um, so it, it's just makes me happy. When, you know what I mean? We can bond. There's a girl that I talk to a lot that we keep. Talking about. We're going to do a bulldog work. We both have bull, uh, bulldogs. Yeah. And that's um, this is Ota from Rain of Z. So you know, there's a lot. And there's a lot of people, of course, that I'm not going to be able to name everybody. But you know, I really feel strongly about making friends and, and growing up and building lifting each other up yeah, yeah. Trying to, you know the way it used to be a lot of the time was like, people would turn to their town and i just don't feel that anymore i feel more so that where it's like we're trying to lift each other up it's all about positivity and like yeah. working together and building a community because i mean like there's so much hate in the world as it is and it's just better for everyone to you know love each other even if like you're uncomfortable with someone you still like should feel like a kindness for humanity and for everyone else um and a lot of the times a lot of people just don't do that and it's like it's so unfair because there's so many opportunities when you work together when you communicate especially like going to other venues like you have to friend these other bands you know that band yeah. might be able to help you out you know or you might be able to help them out and it's good to start a community and get that going. And a lot of people don't preach about that. And it's, I think that's very important, especially in Richmond and the whole like Virginia area too. Like we should all be working together and building each other up. I agree. How often do you guys get together for practice and when you prepare for a show? I know you said, yeah, you all work together. You guys are always together. <laughs> well, three of us actually live together also. Oh, yeah. So we actually have a studio. We, we are all electronic at home, but we come here. We put it all out acoustically. 
or with with the actual instruments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, usually two to three times a week. That's good. I well, Sundays and Mondays. Sundays and Mondays. I yeah. I feel the same. I try to do like an interview probably like twice a week. Um, and those are like certain days where I'm like at the studio doing stuff too. So like I always have like a set routine. Um, is that something you guys do too? Is normal normal practice like a routine, or is it just all over the place? No, <laughs> we try to do just Sunday Monday or Sunday, Monday Friday. We try to stick okay. those three days, either Sunday Monday or Monday Friday, and it depends That's on good. when the show lands. What was one of your favorite bands that you guys played with? And um, what, are, what are some other bands you would like to play with in the future? Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, my. That is such a good question. I think I saw it, and I was like, I don't even know. So, I mean, because, you know, we, we opened Lunatic Luau, so, you know, we got to open, technically, you know, even though they were on a different stage, you know, but for the Pretty Reckless and Disturbed. But like, who would we like to tour with? There's so many. Yeah. I mean, I think we could each name a band. If we could each think of one band. Bad Omens. Bad Omens. Oh, Bad Omens, yeah. Bad Omens is actually a home state. Yes. You know, that went kaboom. Yes. Um, like it was also uh, Lamb of God too was yeah. from Richmond. Um, and what was it Guar? One of the members of Guar, I think, as well. Um, yeah. And uh, Ricky actually from Ice Nine Kills is from the Richmond area. Yes, it's very so. important. Yeah, I think that's that's a good opportunity. Bad Omens is like, I actually knew one of the members um, a long time ago. I think he still comes in tattoos. Um, but yeah, he has like a tattoo parlor here. And then I think one of the singers, um, not a singer, I don't remember his name, but someone from the Lamb of God has like a shop with his wife here and sometimes he'll just pop up and help her work. Um, and yeah, like those are like some people like I would love to get on the podcast, but that, you know, that's gonna probably be down the line. Um, but I think Bad Omens would be a, a good, you know, good company to play. I've actually seen them live. I'm seeing them live again coming up soon too. Yeah, my drum tech actually used to drum tech for him. Yeah, he's good friends with the drummer. So, yeah, Les was saying when we open for Infected Brain. That'd be a really good band I enjoy playing with and tour with. They were so nice. Yeah, they were really good. Infected Rain, they were babies. Yeah. Um, with some of the shows that you guys have noticed, you've also played at the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Um, what was one of your favorite parts about that? Crown. Was incredible because we started and there was maybe like 30 or 40 of our regular fans. Yeah. And just watching the crowd of people just keep stacking and stacking and stacking throughout you know, brilliant speakers we didn't. That was on a Sunday afternoon, and it was so overwhelming. We have a picture of Les where Les is standing there with his arms wide, and we posted it on our Instagram public page, and he just has this huge smile um, because that it was it was incredible. And so yeah, what, what were you going to say? That's so cool that you get to live your dreams. You know, get to experience something not a lot of people get to experience. Um, like because I'll do pop ups because I make uh, candles and stuff like that. So like it's the best like yeah it's the best thing ever like having people buy your candles at like a pop up event and like having a line of people going oh this is cool this is cool I want I want to get that I want to do that like that looks cool I have your business card like it was 
it was a good experience like i've never had a big event like that before i mean <laughs> i don't have anything yet i don't have music ties but like i want to like be that you know inspirational to like other people and people want to like rush to see me too yeah that's awesome <laughs> well you have a good you have your voice is great for this by the way like you have a good personality voice Mm-hmm. For sure. So I think you'll probably do pretty good. Here's that Blue Ridge picture. Oh yeah. Yes, that's super exciting. Uh, that's so. And what great. was really funny is we actually heard somebody uh, in the Blue Ridge uh, fan zone page was like, "We never knew that Atlanta's more set got announced for Blue Ridge. When when did that happen?" And they were actually talking about us because we cover you want to know. Yeah, it sounds pretty much like it. I mean. So, I mean, and, that, and that's an awesome feat, too, as, like, I mean, we all grew up on Alanis Morissette as one of, like, her inspirations is, like, so. Huge inspiration. Huge. How was working with, uh, what's his name, Jonathan in the studio? Well, he's. Oh, we love him so much. Yeah, he's. Uh, he's our silent fifth member. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you, this is, the, this is what you'll hear, and I'm sure that your boyfriend's the same way. It's hard when you're creating a song. That's your baby. It took a long time for me to let go. But like the first time I went in the studio, you know, I hovered over him. Second time, kind of not this last time. I left the room. Never left. Yeah, I trust him with my music to the fullest extent. He's now our he's he's now our full producer, which is what he is. I mean, that kid has a bright future, super bright future. Like he and he's just really just started like yeah. he hasn't gotten he's brilliant period there, there that's the only way to describe him is he can take a dot and make it a, a mountain like it's, uh, he can he's it's crazy even if like you go there with nothing like man this is my idea you're coming out of there with something that's for sure man like he's making it happen so yeah Brilliant kid. Um, so with you guys making it happen, uh, what was the motivation to do rock and metalcore? Oh, yeah. Good question. That was it. Um, you know, I, I grew up on metal. Mm-hmm. I loved metal growing up, but the metal I grew up on is a little bit different than what's out now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s. So I liked bands like Vision of Disorder, and one side zero and i loved incubus and you know then we could go towards more of the metal like uh american head charge mm-hmm. you know 40 below summer all those bands i watched a lot of them you know and uh once i started moving towards metal cores because of my music that it's been years you know i've had riffs for years and years and years and i just started listening to bands like wage war and I mean, God, I prevail. Yeah. Asking Alexandria, and I was going, you know, what if I take some of my songs and just kind of start shifting it a little bit more towards the metalcore style with more digital sounding, and it works great, and I love it. I guess that would be the answer. I just I love metalcore because it it is powerful, mm-hmm. yet it's emotional and melodic, and melodic, and we can get our biggest thing is to try to to sing and feel the emotion. Yeah. I want our song to sound like what she's singing about, if that makes any sense. Yeah. The metalcore, you can do that. 
and you can get down on stage. You know what I'm saying? So bounce, bounce. All right. So lost my Zen. Um, that is actually one of my favorite songs. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Can we uh, talk about that one a little bit? Uh, yeah. Okay. What was the inspiration uh, behind lost my Zen? Versus anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anxiety and um. So yeah. So the words are really based around. So um. You might not see it. So at a show, you might not see versus anxiety because he'll be running around. But usually pre-show. Or sometimes when there's other things going on, uh, like on the way there, that's when you'll see, I have to make this be quiet. That's when you'll see kind of um, more of the anxiety happening. I don't know if it's quiet over there. But, um, and then it's about me trying to keep my cool and keep my own Zen. Because mm-hmm. I am a very, you know, like I've studied Buddhism for years. It's, it's so funny to be singing metalcore, right? And to be like, getting the anger out in a way when I studied Buddhism for so long. Yeah. Um, and I do like a gratitude list every morning and I do a morning meditation, but it's just about that, you know, trying to keep that in check when you're trying to share knowledge and help somebody when you see that and talking him off the ledge, really talking him off the ledge of, because there's been so much trauma. Well, I mean, it's not just that it's the fact that the bands, when I was in, in a band back in the day, it was your amps and your drums. Yeah. And the crowd. Now it's amps, drums, Apple computers. So there's so much going on, man. I am so doom and gloom when it happens. I'm like, man, what is going to happen? What is going to go down? What is going to freeze up? Yeah. Amps don't freeze up. They blow up. No. (laughs) They don't freeze up. They blow up. So if an amp blows up, that shit looks great. Yes. (laughs) You can always get someone else's amp on stage. But when your computer freezes up, you look like an idiot. You know, and I don't want to look like an idiot. You look like Vanilla, yeah. Vanilla, you know, like you're like, okay, okay, okay. and it just stuck. So it's the um, tech. Yeah, with uh, technology being the way it is now, like, what's your opinion on the streaming services to listen to music like Octane and Sirius XM and Spotify? How do you, yeah, it was a good question. Like, how, how, what's your opinion on that one? I honestly, personally, I love them. As an artist, I wish we made more money. Mm-hmm. But we don't, that's not the world we live in anymore, right? So, I mean, I do, I love them. I love Sirius and I love Spotify and I use them. Mm-hmm. I, I have Sirius in my car. I subscribe. And I also love FM radio as well because I listen to FM radio sometimes when I'm, I feel like listening to Octane. So, you know, um, and especially if I want to know like what locally is going on because our local rock station around here, those guys, oh my God, they're hysterical, first of all. Um, it's FM 99. They're so funny in the morning and all throughout the day, the DJs are great. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's a really long winded answer, and I'm not trying to sound like a commercial. Say something too. Yeah. Anyone that complains about that, about Spotify or any of those streaming services or Facebook, if they could step back in time and go be a band in like the 90s, mm-hmm. they'll learn a lot. Like you have to call home, you drive for hours. You don't know what kind of band you're playing with. You just go there and figure it out. And it could be a band in a headdress, you know, Indian headdress, which has happened to me. And we showed up and they were just like whatever they were, but you didn't know back then and mm-hmm. you couldn't pre-warn people. So you'd show up. And if you didn't have a crowd base, you're playing for six people in Iowa. You know, but now you can at least give them a heads up. Mm-hmm. So in the streaming services, where are they gonna go listen to your music back then? A CD that they don't have, yeah. or the CD they get at your show that they'll be able to come to next time. So anyone that complains about that, 
they have never had to experience yeah. what I experienced. That's for sure. I think it's, uh, I mean, I'm, s- I'm still young enough to where, like, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not as, you know, you guys are a little bit older in generation than I am. So, yeah. like, I was, I remember when the I, we got our first computer and our first, like, uh, DVD player and CDs. Like, I never had to use, like, the tapes. And, you know, I was at the, the peak of the internet. So, like, I never really learned how to, like, do those things beforehand and that's how like my generation is now like we we know a different gen we're, we're just different we know things differently we're there in the head of technology and like things are different and with saying that you have people my age now getting into music and the fact that you're like oh spotify isn't stupid you know a lot of bands still are like i don't want to be on social media i don't want to do this i don't want to do that and what's your opinion on that there is no band without it anymore. Yeah. Like you can't because there's no money in the industry really. Nope. Unless you're humongous. Mm-hmm. So if that's the way they're thinking, they're going to stay below the bar. Yes. You know, yes. there's no way it's for them. It's not fun. It's not easy. You know, mm-hmm. it is not, and there's no way the gatekeepers will see them ever. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, ever will they say like you're you're stuck? So saying that it's stupid would be bad. Like, I mean, even if you don't get any money from them, what is the hurt? Yeah. That it's called because your your song isn't making enough money. Wow. You know, I mean, you got to make your money too. Like, if you want to be in a band and you're trying to make money with yes. the band, then you're going to have to play covers. Yeah. Most likely, unless you become super humongous, which in this day and age, man, it takes a lot, but it only takes one. Yes. Firefly song or whatever for you to go. Uh... Yeah, I'm trying to um trying to get that one like push to get at least viral is something that's very important because like all you need is that one time um and then you could you know you'll probably be there and i'm like that's insane like there's just one person out of that out of billion of people is the one person that's gonna move you guys viral and that's like insane it's saying how like the music industry is also now pushing artists to make tiktoks and then you see all these like artists being like oh my god this is so stupid but i have to make a tiktok and that's the sad reality you know, with Amy Lee and Lindsay Sterling? Yes. That was so funny. Oh my God. I was like, I love you, Amy Lee. You're my idol. <laughs> and it, it's insane that we're like forced to be on the social media train, but at the same time, social media is where it's at now. Like people have jobs through social media. People can like not even have to work anymore. They could just sit at home and, you know, do that. And that's like, it's insane um, how like one video, one like can get you to that point in this decade <laughs> i mean look at harper is like she just went on to agt and then now just she got signed to rise records as a nine-year-old and has a single out there that's blowing up massively and that's just from singing a, a 45 second thing yes. on agt yes that's insane um and we are getting a little close we have like one minute left yep. um so it's been great talking to you and I love all your opinions. Um, we're here with Mag Dillon. Uh, Mag Dillon, will you go ahead and give everyone your plug and where to follow? On social media, everywhere. Well, follow us on, obviously on Spotify, on Apple Music, on mm-hmm. Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Deezer. Go to our tree. If you go mm-hmm. anywhere on our website, on our socials, you'll find links for links. We want to get on Octane. What's going to yeah. happen? I can see it happening with the hard work you guys do. I think uh, it'll happen soon. And especially with the following getting up and the shows, I think it's, you know, in the future, like I happen to just be upon you. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. 
Um, <laughs> and I was like, it's great. I loved uh, talking to you guys for 30 minutes. I hope we have maybe a second interview in the future, but uh, yeah. thanks for being Absolutely. here. Absolutely.